Welcome theorites and theorettes, it's the top of the hour, and you're just in time for ATT After Dark. On this very special Valentine's Day case file, we take a look at an erotic extraterrestrial encounter out of Brazil. Is there anything more romantic than entities from beyond the stars beaming you up for a steamy probing session? But it seems these sensual star travelers have plans beyond just a suborbital one-night stand. In a bit of telepathic pillow talk, it seems we hear once again about the idea of alien-human hybrids. Are these vivacious visitors here to reproduce and replace the human race? Or are we simply a roadside stop for superstellar sex tourists? This case file joined the theorists on a hunt for love at the speed of light in The Hardin Alvarada Affair. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 224, the Jardim Avocado UFO Abduction Encounter. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Love avocados. Healthy fats, boys. Why, did you, even, why did you even ask me how to pronounce it? <laughs> like, why did you even ask me? That's just you're going to do it anyways. Uh, literally two <laughs> seconds before we went live on air, I was like, how do I pronounce this again? Uh, and it's it's actually the, the Hardim... Alvarada uh, UFO abduction encounter. Well, this is a Valentine's Day show. Uh, we're recording this on Valentine's Day. So obviously we're going to get a little sultry with it today. Uh, here's a little hypothetical for you guys. Would you, uh, you know, you're abducted, you're taken away in the craft and an alien comes and starts, you know, giving you the eyes. You pulling the trigger? You sealing the deal. That's what I want to know. Well, right. like a, just the eyes, or Dan, she, uh, you sealing the deal? I mean, what kind? Like, what kind of describe aliens are the alien to us? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this guy wants to have fucking standards all of a sudden. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, my Sanook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, we're we're talking like you know you're 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 in the room. You've already been lubed up. Uh, you know, a la the what was that? A la guy? Via Boa oh, are we talking triangles again, yeah. boys? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, yeah. not, not uh, Streber, yeah. not, not big old Tolbrone. Yeah, yeah, no you're, thanks. You're already lubed up, and then it, basically what comes in is one of the grays wearing a wig. <laughs> like that's it's it's noticeably a gray wearing a wig. No, right. So a three. I'd be like, no I'm, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. So a three foot tall gray alien. She is the alien wearing like because a wig just noticeable. All right, just listen, a wig. I, I'm gonna. I'll tell you first off, I'm already, you know, I'm, I'm being, I'm being swayed to a yes here because I'm already taller than her. So that's a win. That's, a bone. that's one. Right. One that's Andrew. good. Yeah. I mean, for the story, for the pod, I would do it. Oh my God. That, that, <laughs> that reminds me of a little time we'd spent in Penticton. If you remember, if you, if you catch my drift. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I think I yes. know what you're talking about. Yeah, that dies there. That's it. Yeah, well, maybe we'll bring that up in after. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, can't bring it up on here. We'll get canceled. Uh, and divorced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the, you know, this one, the Hardim Alvar Alvarado avocado, UFO, avocado uh, encounter 
is just that. It's an encounter where there is, you know, of sexual nature. So why don't why don't we get into it, Dan? Oh yeah, except this one has children and they always refer to as men. And I'm like, 13 year old is not a man. Well, after this event, they became, they became men. men real yes, quick. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, what's wrong with a couple of grays helping boys become men, right? There you, there you go. go. It's a coming of age story here. <laughs> so this particular incident, yes, does uh, involve two, uh, I guess, you, well, I don't know if you call them teachers, the, the teenagers or whatever. The principal witnesses are Joselino de Matos, who was 21 at the time. And then he was an electrician or a linesman. And his brother, Roberto Carlos, who was 13. But the principal experiencer, like these were two of the, the witnesses that, that saw, um, at least encountered the object with the, the experience that actually happened, happened to Joselino, who was 21. Oh, dude, uh, my note, I may, see, I made a fundamental error in my note. I thought he was 13 and I was like, whoa, you know, he's a man, he's a man. <laughs> okay. His brother became a man after this. So all, pretty, all yeah, above board in this sure. story. Everyone's adults. So, What's the age of consent in Brazil? Because I don't know if it's 100% above board. Hey, <laughs> hey Zell. Yoy. My, uh, my Pro Tools crashed, so my audio <laughs> takes place as of right now. Okay. Oh, my God. Dude, we're just having a time tonight. Oh, I didn't even push this oh. record on Zoom either. Oh, my God. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> Everything's really? on fire. Oh, the, the whole... Burn it all down. Fucking yeah. delete. Control Alt Delete. Wasn't our last Valentine's Day show a fucking mess? A, too? Oh yeah, it was I think our, it's now it's now become tradition that they're just like garbage. It's now it's a hundred percent our worst show of all time. Was last year's Valentine's <laughs> Day show? It was, was. Until, until now. Until today. today. Yeah. That's there our new go. thing. Every year we should just try to put out the biggest steaming pile of trash on Valentine's Day, <laughs> uh, so that oh, people will, listening will put down their headphones and be like, "I got to find it." <laughs> right? Did you start? I can't, I, I, can't, I can't listen to these guys for another. Did you year. start recording no, again? It's trash. Yeah, I started right when I told okay. you there. I had it all dialed Andrew, up. Andrew, re-record note. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're making Zell. Zell's getting his. We're getting his, his money's worth out of his editing this this case file. Oh yeah, buddy. It's gonna be a, <laughs> I'm just gonna put it All out. Right, so we as have. Is. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Fuck it. Just call it case file two twenty four. Fuck, Fuck it. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you had you have Joselino and you have Roberto, who on the night of April thirteenth, nineteen seventy nine, had gone to their sister's house to watch a religious program. Since April thirteenth had been a religious uh, date in Brazil, type of holiday, I believe. Um, now, the ceremony apparently wasn't going to begin or be televised until about midnight. So they decided instead to just go home, which is weird because I'm like, why would you go all the way to the house, wait around until 11, like 1130 or so, and then leave? That, hey, let me tell you something that resonates with me so much. It, every New Year's is like that. You know, the celebration, everyone's waiting for midnight. And by 1030, I'm like, I'm done. I want to go home. <laughs> what do they mean by religious program? <laughs> so like though? this resonates with me. What, like what religious program? Like. Like it's like, a, like a, some sort of televised, probably like a, like, a sermon like a church or some service. Kind of like, yeah, uh, some guy's going to get bitten by a snake and another guy's going to cure him and everybody's going to fucking celebrate someone, and like someone, money in a hat. Someone's going to get drowned in a small pool. And then, yeah, it's just normal stuff. Just regular you know? shit. All right. And then they're going to sell you fucking Miracle Spring Water after for seven to nine, nine to five. <laughs> they're going to buy that shit. 
So on their way home, uh, Joselino's brother drew his attention to what appeared to be a, a strange looking star, a strange appearing star in the sky. Uh, they continued to walk down the street and uh, Joselino noted that the star actually looked like it was following the, the brothers like as they walked. And then when they arrived at the corner where they think, normally... Do you think for a second they thought maybe it was Jesus following them and being like, you guys should have watched that fucking show. Yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up. Fucking, yeah. You repent. <laughs> when was you thought you Yeah. You thought. <laughs> back there. Turn your ass around. Uh, so when they arrived at a corner where they normally turn to go home, they said they felt a kind of strange sensation and Hosolino likened it to something like he, he said that he felt like his blood began to run wild in his veins. And he, a, he felt this, this, uh, just this, uh, urge to start walking towards a tree. Like he, this impulse. Oh, to be 21 again. <laughs> Am I right? It's popped a huge boulder is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. His blood's running wild, man. Um, and then he, they felt this like uh, irresistible impulse to walk towards this tree in the middle of a plowed field Easy. that was in their area. Easy boys. Yeah. It's a tree. Um, now they said, they said walking towards it was difficult. Like, so it wasn't like they just like kind of went out into this like nice clean field. I mean, the, 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 they, they reported that the field had just recently been plowed. So you had all these furrows and they're kind of like climbing all over these, these dirt hills, so getting into it. it. And so they fell down uh, on the ground underneath a tree that was in the field. And then he remembers seeing this strange object that had managed to come down. It's, it seemed to come towards the ground and then was just about 10 or 15 meters away from the both of them. And then it was just floating there about two or three meters above the ground. When they say object, like, like an orb or a craft, or could they make it without the shape? Like originally, like when when he recalled the the original memory uh, of what he had is just it's just this object, like it was just a floating orb, kind of of light, like this large object, like it's just didn't really have like a, a, a size or like a real description to it. I don't think, right? Okay, but it was something that just wasn't supposed to be there, and it was. So after seeing this object here. Um, he says that he felt like he heard this voice, but it wasn't wasn't through his ears. He said it was like it was like it was coming through, like in a dream. He said, and there was, uh, but he remembers clearly that it, sa- it sounded something like the job is not ended. We will be back. And I assume they were speaking in Portuguese. How, uh, what is that in Brazil? Portu- what is that in Portuguese? Dan? I don't know. What? Damn it! What is it in Spanish? Uh, uh, the job is unended. Like I, I don't know. Like yeah, I don't know. Damn it! Like rigorosamos. Like uh, the job is not dead. Uh, a trabajo no. No so, fin. So not not cool either way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you didn't get time to practice. If you would, if you had time to practice, you would put the fucking you know a little bit of spice on it. Now he just sounded like a white guy trying to say it. It's not like shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, just on the spot. I'm trying to think Those about it. It's really cervezas por favor. <laughs> Uh, in Portuguese, this, it's oh, okay. Well, I don't. Here we go. I, I like I it's like I, I don't El, El Torajo no es no es terminam, Like you're terminam, close. It's it's o trabalho <laughs> no acabo 
Voltamero. Oh yeah, Akamari. Yeah, okay. Oh, geez, that's how white guys sound. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Can't be brain when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but they said that like they kind of blacked out for a second after they heard this, and then they woke up still underneath the tree. But it was they they found that movement and and kind of getting up was very difficult and even walking they were having difficulty just walking back through the field and they got extremely dirty with the mud and everything one of the things that i had read about their walking is like they they had to lean on each other and like their limbs like moving their limbs and everything like felt like they were like it was like trying to move through like almost clay like even in the air like they were just it was so labored for them that they even had to lean on each other and they're like pulling each other forward. Like they were having such difficulty. Just slugging through. Yeah. yeah and Joselino said that real. he felt like a sudden hunger. Like he's hung, like he's been hungry uh, or either kind of been like, hasn't eaten in a long time. Uh, when they arrived home, um, his mother and his other brothers were waiting for them. And they actually like, when they made it home, they collapsed through the door. Like when they got to the door, like they were completely spent and they just like crashed through the door. Actually, I think they like damaged the door as they kind of passed out through it's it. It's kind of like Wolf of Wall Street style coming out of this fucking Lambo or whatever. <laughs> just completely <laughs> fucked. But these guys were only gone for two hours, right? Like there's like a two hour journey, but it seems like they've, They've come, they've hit the wall in other terms, right? They have no energy sounds, left. Well, it sounds like they're coming off of some type of like sedative, like a benzo or something. Like you see that in benzo overdoses where it's just like full on zombie mode where you lose complete motor function and you're just sloppy. Huh. And so when they began to kind of tell their their mother and the rest of the family that were there at the house, um, they they. they totally didn't believe Hoselino uh, and his brother. Like they didn't believe what he was saying, but they took them outside and they said they actually pointed at that, this Look, star. There it is. It was still there. <laughs> and then when Hoselino began to tell them about what happened, about witnessing this object and being whatever, he said that he received a, him and his both, his brother both received a kind of powerful shock sensation that left them pretty much like they couldn't move like they were they fell to the ground and felt like they were just being like electricity was just running through their body totally incapacitating them right like to me as soon as i was reading that i was i started to think of like just recently the copley woods incident where she's you know kind of describes like getting sh- hit by that ball of lightning Wait, so and the then, pump house one yeah pump yeah that's what i thought of too right and then she's kind of like paralyzed down has these visions the interesting thing about this one is that these effects are seemingly as they're telling the story and they last until this star disappears, whatever this light is. And when this star disappears, whatever hold it has over these boys dissipates as well. So it's almost like it was stopping them from spilling the beans. Have like an energy tether to them. Yeah. Right. And it's weird that it's, it, it, happened just as they were... I wonder if it's happy coincidence that it happened just as they were trying to retell what happened, or if it's just some, like you said, an energy tether. Like, I I wasn't sure with that it's one. It's interesting, because it's obviously... Like, think about how precise that is, too, right? So it's it's obviously, like, if it, let's say it's not some type of drug they gave them. It's some type of weapon or whatever they have. They're able to fucking pinpoint it on these two kids while they're in the same room with their mom, with their parents, right? Like, yeah, that's interesting. That's cool. Wait, so well, did, did they? So they they felt electrified, but in one of the accounts I read, like it seemed like they when their family like touched them, they felt like an energy 
as well. Like they actually could feel. Right. So there was, yeah, there is some report that uh, part of part of the reports that do say that their family, like their their mother, I think their mother or one of the, the family members like touched them while they were in the, the throes of this, uh, of whatever was happening to them and, and keeping them from talking. And they said they felt like it was like there's some type of energy like running through them or they could like feel it uh, radiating off them. Weird. And and so again, I kind of go is is that a happy coincidence that as they're talking about it, this happens? Or I wonder if this is part of me was kind of thinking that because this thing, whatever it is, leaves right after that maybe perhaps because I thought the the idea of them talking and this ship stopping them from telling the story didn't really make sense because you know twenty minutes later they tell the story fine. So it's like why why stopped in that moment? But what I thought is if maybe there was like some sort of drive activation of however the ship moves or propels itself through space, that when it's being activated, you know, like you kind of said, it, there's still a tethered connection between the boys. So they're feeling the effects of this ship uh, beginning to travel somehow. When they, when the other people, like wouldn't the mom and shit feel that too then? Well, they weren't on the ship. Well, we don't even, right? they don't even know they're on the ship at this point. They just like, yeah, they're in the true. field, they looked up. And it seemed like now did, did it say like they felt like time was missing like or, or did, did they feel like the full two hours had gone by or did they or did they not? They know? said they had like fallen asleep and then it was just like the the sensation was more like they hadn't been asleep that long. They just kind of knocked out and then they woke up and then they were back. Like they were where they were underneath that tree which they had felt the urge to walk to. So they get drawn out into the field to the tree. They see this. 10 to 15, was it 10, 15 meter craft or how big was it? No, it was 10, 15 meters away from away them. From and it was like two or three meters. I don't think, I don't think you can recall the exact, exact size. Like size of it. It was just, it was just this bright object that was just kind of floating there on the ground. Right. It's interesting. It makes me think like maybe it was because, so they, they started feeling effects even before they were supposedly like fell asleep and you know, whatever they got taken up the ship. We'll get to that later. But it's like, it's almost like it was some type of frequency or something like that. That was like hypnotizing them to bring them towards the fucking ship. Yeah. Well, that, that's oh, yeah, like yeah. a lot of encounters we talk about. Like, they there is like a like a mind controlling frequency almost to the encounter. Like, what they do, they don't know why they they don't want to be there, but they're like drawn there, kind of like in the Copley Woods when she's drawn to the garage and shit. That's fucking so cool. It's just, it's so effortless on their part too, right? Like, you don't even have to make contact with this person. You completely just like hypnotize them from afar and draw them into you. Like it's or, like what it, what other like tigers do that right? Don't they? Can't they have something? Like they have an ability to kind of right. They have like a like they have an ability to uh, infrasound. Yeah, in, yeah. They, uh, it's a type of infrasound. Like some some predators, like tigers, uh, do and do Sasquatch. it. Where it's ultra and Sasquatch, Sassy, Yeti, Sasquatch. Uh, ultra low frequencies, which do sometimes have a, a, a effect, like a physiological effect in, on the on the brain, uh, like either lulling it into things or kind of like I don't know, almost like a stunning. Imagine if that's that. something that they studied while coming to Earth. Like, let's say they studied the tiger for a bit and they're like, wow, that's fucking amazing. And they invented their own technology that could do the similar thing to humans. <sighs> right? Like, fuck. It's, it also makes me think that, you know, I totally instantly lost my train of thought midway through that sentence. Because <laughs> yeah, I was thinking amazing. how cool it is. Because we hit you, we hit you with they, the infrasound. Yeah, gotcha. Well, no, I was thinking how cool it would be if they studied tigers to learn that the, the effects of that stuff on humans. But... Uh, I had something to say about ultrasound too, but I can't remember now. Infrasound. Oh, it just maybe there's some sort of like 
there's there is just a frequency for us that turns us like a moth to a flame. Like you just can't help it. Like you're just you're just drawn like like a magnetized to it to this frequency for whatever reason. Uh, in humans, you play it, and we're just you know we're drawn. Just like I mean, I, why not? It happens to dogs. It happens yeah. to so many different types of animals, right? Like Fuck, I hear cowbell. I'm on my way. Dinner time. What's going on there? <laughs> the triangle? The triangle? I'm running. I'm running, baby. Yeah, but you also hear the fucking ice cream song from the ice cream man, and you're taking my, <laughs> my little little segue. My mom used to. My mom can't whistle. So when we were kids, like you'd be like down the road or whatever, and like you know other parents would like do a whistle or whatever, and my mom would just go. Ah! <laughs> 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 That was our, that was like me and my brother's call for like, that's time to come home. So you'd be like outside, like playing with your friends, like, you know, (laughs) 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 so stupid. Now, so maybe it was that, just that over the PA system. (laughs) (laughs) So they, they get like hypnotized by this craft. Now, was there any other like people in the area who witnessed the craft? So there, there is mention of other residents actually witnessing and reporting strange aerial anomalies that night. And so people take that to corroborate the sighting uh, of thing. I couldn't find any actual names or reports like filed by actual people. It just said that there were other residents that that's witnessed this, this phenomenon. Well, and here around the same time. And to be fair, to be, to be a counterpoint to Dan, Dan is a hundred percent right. But I will add this preface in English. Because you can, there's lots of videos and interviews about this in Portuguese. Right. Not a lot, not a lot in English. Like I think there's maybe three or four articles really. I I watched at least, I watched at least one video about a guy doing it and he did it in Portuguese, but like they didn't mention, I mean, they said, again, they mentioned the point about there being other witnesses or seeing some people seeing things in the sky, but, um, it, it didn't really go. There weren't a lot of details about who saw it or where those people were located exactly. So, you know, uh, so uh, Joselino's experience and, and what happened actually, um, you know, raised a bit of interest in his community and in, in, in the UFO, you know, once, once the story kind of got out and he did a number of interviews with uh, like local UFO groups. I think like one of them was like the Center for Study of Flying Saucers or something, which I think is like now a, a, a defunct, like it was a proto MUFON right. or like a MUFON spinoff or, or whatever. One of those kinds of, you know, civilian, uh, a civilian UFO investigatory societies. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but uh, from that, we get this, uh, at least a, a report and kind of like a, there's a couple transcripts of, uh, of Hosolino going uh, under hypnotic regression, uh, you know, which was the, the, the main procedure of the day in order to, to recover memories since he already had the missing time and it seemed to, you know, hypnotic regression had been used in the Benny and Barney Hill cases and a couple other cases in the United States, like is, the most famous ones. Is there so any science backing it? Hypnotic regression? Yeah. It's tough to prove. That's I, I, we, I know we've mentioned it before. Like hypnotic regression is, hypnosis in it in itself is something that is, I mean, it's not, it's not admissible in court. So... I mean, you can't you can't use uh, hip, like re- recollections done under hypnosis. I mean, there's a lot of uh, you can't use a poly either, but they still do it. 
Well, they still do it, but it's still like, yeah, you can't use them in court and they're not considered Isn't the poly accurate? The poly is like more like a coercion thing. Like they kind of get you yeah, scared. It's, it's yeah. all, it, the machine is it basically reads your vital signs. It's not a lie if you believe it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and that's the truth. Well, that's the thing <laughs> like about that's, hi, like hypnosis and stuff. Like say you, because we do know there is like in traumatic events, people will just like, file that memory away and just try and like completely forget well, it. Traumatic amnesia. Yeah, yeah, just gone. So if this is a traumatic event and you do like file that away in the same type of, like in the same category as like other trauma victims, who's to say that, so, who's uh, to say that like a, some, like a, if the person's qualified and know what they're doing and they could somehow unlock that memory, that's the, that's the thing that people can't prove though is like, is that a true memory or is that like a coerced memory? Well, like, that's that, why I want, the person they fly in? telling you a fucking tale, right? You have Did no they idea. Did they fly in Dr. Granulados? Doctor. Was he That's, trained under Dr. Sprinkles? That's Sprinkles in Portuguese. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> we forgot. Uh, oh, Dr. Spr- oh. Dr. Sprinkles. He did oh, pass no, away yeah. not too long ago, so. Yeah, Dr. Cheers. Sprinkles. Cheers, Dr. Sprinkles. Dr. Sprinkles. Thanks for all your work. Yeah. Even though it might not be scientifically backed, we appreciate it. Great yeah. man, nonetheless. So, yeah, hypnotic regression is um, a bit suspect sometimes. Uh, it can be. But back then, that was what the, that was kind of the go to procedure for recovering what a lot of people, uh, you know, UFO community believed was like blocked memories because that was what abductees were kind of reporting that they couldn't remember what they, what they had. And this was kind of the tool that they were decided to use. So, uh, under hypnosis, uh, Hosolino went on to go, they, they took him back to when he first saw the star and when they started going into the field uh, under the, whatever they felt, that impulse to go towards that tree. So he recalled, you know, going across the field to reach the star, collapsing on the ground beneath the object. And, but this time he said that before collapsing, somebody actually came and caught them, both of them. And then they took them what? up to a height of like floating them to to a height to a craft. Like this craft that he said, he noted that there was a door uh, that opened on the side of this craft and took them in. Uh, and inside this doorway, there, there were two men waiting for him. So they collapse and, under the tree and they're seeming like brought, like lifted or like floated. Floated, floated yeah. Yeah. And they they also said like this craft it looked like like steel and bolts but made no noise whatsoever like it, it they said it looked like very like almost one of the descriptions I read I took it as like looked riveted like a metal like riveted like you could as you picture it in your head but was floating there emitting light with no noise no sound. weird so uh, of these two men that were in the doorway Hoslino. Uh, recalls one of them holding a, a, some type of object that he couldn't identify, some kind of long, slender object. And he touched Hosolino's arm with it and then kind of gesture him to inside. So now Hosolino was kind of walking. I, I, you know, So he wasn't like floating at this point. Once they got inside, I think he was walking kind of under his own power at this point. But they led him through and he was kind of they, they led him, like these, these, these entities were leading him through the craft. Fucking cattle broad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm asked. What was the object? He doesn't know. 
He didn't. Can't, I mean, he doesn't report feeling any sensation when it touches touched his arm. So if it was like some kind of like scanning device or something like that, could have been those, something like that. But you know what I kind of thought was is because of the electricity in their bodies afterwards and stuff. I thought it was maybe something that they he touched. Like you know when the the high line wires they'll touch the wires with like the the rod to charge their basket or stuff or whatever. So they ground themselves. Sure. If if them touching this guy with this was something that like making sure they don't get electric, like fried walking around in their shit. Because like he's all charged up from getting floated up or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. That's, that's why I was wondering what that, like it touched, the, like it touched him with the object. I was like, what the fuck was the yeah. object? So who's Selena recalls- Or he's like, this is going in you later. <laughs> Puck her up. Just checking if it, making sure, yeah, making sure it fits. Yeah, again, yeah. this is good. Um <laughs> It's like pucker up. He's like, ooh, not the kids' so lips. And just to clarify, he said like they said two men, right? Like not yeah, aliens, right. So men. two male entities. Like they look like okay. they look like they, most of these people. He said that when they report later, like what they look like, it's it's mostly he doesn't report anything. It's not your your typical archetypal grays or anything. I mean, he just said they kind of just look like humans. Could have been Nordics. Yeah, but the thing he said, male. So was this like hanging fucking brain here? Like, what do, how do we know? Well, I mean, like probably the short hair and just like the masculine, masculine features. features little, and stuff. Little Jack, be- probably. Little beer gut. <laughs> <laughs> dad bod. A couple <laughs> of dad bods. Uh, so, so the... Uh, uh, these entities just led him through in different- their ginch. Gets <laughs> <laughs> come in in their white ginch. Hey, hey. come on in. Poke them. <laughs> well, I, th- I believe they were wearing black coveralls, so they were they were wearing clothes. Like he did mark that. But uh, these uh, these entities led him through different compartments uh, in, into another another room. But as he passed through these uh, these other areas in the ship like a short little trip through these things. Um, he does recall seeing, recalling different details that he saw. Um, he reported seeing uh, what looked like, I, for some reason, he got the notion that these were some sort of conical motors, conical shaped motors, like rotating without any sound, kind of like floating there and kind of rotating. Um, he remembers seeing some type of what, what he thought or he judged to be uh, some type of command console with lights and screens uh, over it. Dope. And then he said he went into another room. Um, this is kind of interesting. He walked into another room and he said he saw photographs similar to those of Earth. So these, uh, the, and these photographs seem to be fixed on the wall uh, in a kind of like a, a videotape or a TV screen is what a he nice said. nice collage of pictures in the ET room. Seems like it. That's what he... Kind of, that's what he makes it. Yeah. What's, what but he didn't. Makes he it didn't, sound he couldn't remember like what the pictures were about, though, right? He just remembers there was like no. a collo- like a bunch of pictures, kind of like just a bunch of pictures, yeah, just like a teenage, okay. a teenager's room, yeah, just, <laughs> just a couple of cutouts like Teen B, fucking Got Milk, fucking posters for yeah. magazines and shit. Blink One Eighty Two, picture, picture of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, just all the mm-hmm. all the classics. Oh my God, Sarah! I mean, this was yeah, this is nineteen. This is nineteen seventy. A picture of Sunny <laughs> from Fawcett. WWE. Suppose. Well, if the aliens are time travelers, they got all the good stuff from every era. Sure, so. sure, sure. Phoebe yeah. Cates. <laughs> Uh, so they finally uh, led him into uh, some type of what he judged pretty to be a medical examination room, and and he had they had like a, a type of chair 
doctor's chair or dentist's like chair that they had, or no, it's more like a table, I suppose. And they had Hosolino lay down on this and he remembers them placing some type of helmet-like instrument onto his head. And then... Cerebro. Uh, and then he remembers that these entities kind of conversed between themselves and a language that he couldn't understand. What if it's those headsets from Demolition Man? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's been a long uh, time since I've seen so, that. That's a good movie. Three seashells, man. Uh, so, yeah, they put this, this helmet on him and he just remembers hearing these... The, these entities converse in some type of language that he couldn't understand. Who's first? Who's um, first? Who's up first? <laughs> yeah. You want some? You want some? You want some? All right. Just before we get to this, Dan, because it's about to get a little wild. Yeah. So it is the yep. Valentine's week. We'll be. We gotta grab a beer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to ATT After Dark. When we last left Hosolino, he was locked up in a sexy examination room. Getting prodded by a, a long, triangular probe. We need David Duchovny on this one. <laughs> <laughs> For both, he, he plays two roles. Red Shoe Mulder Diaries. and whoever he played in Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Narrating it. So Hosolino uh, Hose is, is helmeted up and he's, he's under the examination of these two male entities. And then he says, after a few minutes after this, he reported that a woman Ooh, arrived. It's a lady. I'm not sure if he's still wearing the helmet at this point because I, I don't I don't know if that's... <laughs> so I'm still picturing him like wearing I, this like weird-ass helmet. I think he's still in the helmet. I wonder he's if he's still wearing the helmet. Okay. The chick walks and he's like, oh, fuck, I hope I don't look like a dork in this helmet. <laughs> Looking like fucking what's the guy from Spaceballs? <laughs> this giant helmet, Lord Helmet, is it Darth Helmet? Darth Helmet, yeah. Uh, and so he describes, um, you know, he's pretty uh, aware at this point. Like during under his hypnotic regression, like they asked him like for details about how these how these entities look, and from his reports, they all sounded pretty much like this. They look human, like to him. Like when he described the features of the female who walked in, like he was, he was immediately able to tell that she was female. Yeah. He described be. her as being a, 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 like a similar to a medium Brazilian woman a little bit, but she was taller than the men were. Yeah. It must be those fucking aliens from Galaxy Quest. You're like, we need your help. Like, <laughs> you know how they're like fucking nasty fucking octopus, octopus motherfuckers. This is, this is Glorbnook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh no! I forgot uh, about that movie. It's a fucking great, great movie. movie. Uh, she had a she. She apparently had black, like shoulder length, straight hair. He said that kind of curled Ooh. up at the bottom. Uh, she was wearing, I guess, a sexy black coveralls. Dan, like come on, come ones. on, reverse a little bit. You gotta a little. Come on, a whisper <laughs> on it. Where's sexy black coveralls? Sensual. Raven dark black hair cooling up from the bottom wearing a forge fitting tight black coveralls and so she was tall, relations tall, tall, commenced long sexy legs <laughs> does say she whoa, whoa, what do you mean relations commenced relations commenced apparently so uh, she 
apparently. Whoa, 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 uh, we're not skipping over this. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, I'm saying you can't, I, I, you can't okay. yada yada yada. You yada, yada. Okay, so the, okay, hold on. So this guy's fucking sitting there, stark ass naked on a table with a helmet on, and this alien lady just climbs up on top. Was he naked? That's what I wonder. I was like, he, was he naked? Must had they stripped him down? Must have been. He, he got. Hundred percent. They sure. stripped it like it was like Gladiator, you know, when like they're going through the fucking tunnel and they like strip them naked and they slap the flower and shit on them, get ready to go. Yeah. That's what they did, and that's why they're poking them with the fucking prod. And this, I'm, I'm not in this. Version I mean, of this is this isn't the Villa Boas case. They didn't they didn't lube them up with the sex with the boner jelly. This is just Dan, like I don't. In I'm this not version sure of the account, he was naked. I think actually he might have been handcuffed to the table. Oh, shit. Fuzzy yeah. handcuffs? Yeah. Fuzzy handcuffs. Blue fuzzy handcuffs. As this yeah. sexy Brazilian... She says it's a Brazilian lady? Or was it an alien? Or was it like a <laughs> No, it was just... He said like... When he's asked like in in his account, like they ask him while he's under hypnotic aggression, like, was she beautiful? And it's funny because like his response is kind of like, I guess. Like, it's just like medium Brazil. He's like, he's like, like our Brazilian women, but you know, like the same. Like not a, a hot one. Yeah. I, I don't know. He, he doesn't go on a scale of like one to 10 or anything, but he just kind of like, he doesn't seem really impressed. He's not like, God, she's is stunning. Fucking scale you know? of one and two, buddy. Yeah. yeah. You would or you wouldn't. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but uh, apparently she approached him like while he was in the chair and, uh, he talked about how she she seemed to she touched him. She put her hands on him, started oh, stroking Ooh. his chest and his shoulders, oh, and uh, yeah, and she uh, placed her hand down down, uh, down. down the south of the equator. You know, it's like just well, this blows my mind and all these fucking stories because like there's nothing more human to think that these fucking beings capable of intercellular travel nice. that have all this fucking technology come to earth just to fuck us like come on why not well because like i mean you're gonna travel that far like you just to fuck something like you i'm telling you there's ways of taking samples from this thing we don't even touch i it. got i got the counterpoint so you come all this way maybe it takes you a long time to get here you're a little desperate you're going for the native population now you're on earth you're an alien but like all we got we got the is other aliens to fuck like your own people. Maybe they don't. Maybe maybe not. Maybe they're all. Uh, it's maybe it's a single a single gender crew. Maybe they're really desperate. It's just bizarre. It just blows my mind because like I know you got those fucking weirdos or on, on Earth, but that's your own planet. You didn't have to like these. Got to be the best, the best, the best, sir. Like you're sending these people to a different planet. Yeah, but maybe you got to pay for it anywhere else <laughs> for they're going. And Earth is free, baby. You just like pick them up. They got holes. Or maybe, I don't know. They, they traveled all this way just to fuck me. <laughs> Dude, maybe they're just, maybe we're just the truck stop glory hole on the way. Right? Intergalactic the way, glory hole. Or, or, yeah, on the way through. They're like, all right, oh, there's Earth. Or they're just after genetic material. Which is so many other ways to get it. Well, well, and, and it's funny because he actually describes that before this, they took some samples from him and he was pretty sure they took sperm samples. So then the, the, this next part was just the icing on the cake really for him. He's just like, oh, this was rough. Oh, okay. Well, hey. So I'm not, yeah, they, they, they do mention, like he does mention that they took some type of samples, blood samples, whatever. And then, yeah, he's, he's pretty sure they collected a sperm sample, but I don't, they, they, he wasn't aroused. Sure. He's like, I wasn't sure at first, <laughs> but I don't think he got aroused like during <laughs> yeah. that. They, they didn't physically arou like arouse him at that point. But once the, once the lady 
My suspicions arose while I began to be filleted. <laughs> um, so he says that what you know, she she gets him raring to go, and her I guess her her cover was just kind of open. <laughs> Dude, up. They did the you know where they they're milking the horses, and then they swap they they get this stallion all all jacked up, and they swap it with the like the sleeve. That's what they did to this poor kid. I mean, that's what would make sense to me. It's so just banging this dude because. Well, I mean, well, so after, you know, after they collect, I don't know what I, I, it's like they collect the samples, but then he proceeds to, to get it on with, with space Brazilian lady. Uh, and so, so all the samples, he, they, didn't get enough. they allow him, they allow him to get on top. Apparently he was on top. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, when she, she kind of laid down on a, on a table or in a chair of some sort on the back. And then he kind of, they were kind of like, she was like, come on, I guess. Like, I don't know, give him the eye. Maybe this like, is like a intergalactic donkey show. Like they just want to, like, you know, like this is, <laughs> I mean, he didn't, he didn't say there were any disco lights on or anything. You know? Lights. <clears throat> then she busted out the wedge. <laughs> <laughs> That's where things really started getting freaky. But the thing is, uh, so when Hosolino is talking about this, he's talking about how there was no, he didn't feel pleasure like from her or from him. He said that it was very, it was very cold, very mechanical. Like what he was doing, like he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't doing. It was all business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, apparently she didn't even, (laughs) apparently, because they asked him like dinner first is what you're saying? Well, there was no, there was no real foreplay except for like her just being like, boop, like yeah, I don't know, cool. like just. I see. It. I can fucking sense a, a incoming fetal position shower after for Jose here. So, but so she didn't even let him touch her. Apparently, uh, like she so was she made some type of motion. She made some type of motion or some type of uh, uh, gesture that kind of told him like no touching. <laughs> oh, so smacked his hand away. He was trying to cop a field. Like, he was oh, trying here. to go for a kiss. little pucker. Well, the, <laughs> I, I think while he was I under, I don't, I don't kiss on the lips. <laughs> while he's under hypnotic regression, like the the, the hypnotist is asking him, like you know, like how, like what did she look like? You know, uh, you know what is like what did it look like down there? I don't know. I was uh, there was a sheet on top of me with my dick was in a hole. There. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's like, I had this stupid fucking helmet on. I couldn't see. <laughs> he so, asked, they asked her, so, like, what? It was so tinted. <laughs> so they was asked it a woman? Like, He's like, oh, um, I hope so. I don't hope know. so. They asked him like what you know breasts like what were her breasts like? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't touch them. They're like, why didn't you touch them? Because she didn't want me to. <laughs> he's like, how did you know that? He's like, I don't know. She just kind of looked at me and just said like shook her head or something. Just no. <laughs> So she's lying down on her back. He can't touch yes. her. So he's got to like, no. like position yourself in a perfect way, I guess. No, t- I no mean he goes, and then uh, I mean he he reports going until until he finishes, and uh, you know uh, they, they both like get back up, and the the lady's all business though. She did wipe him down apparently after wipe um, him down. And <laughs> what? It's a strange encounter. And then he what? he remembers her. He remembers her saying something. A lot yeah, of money's on the nightstand. Kick rocks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's your clothes, buddy. I called you an Uber. Yeah. Uh, perhaps the seed will grow. Oh, oh, oh she's. Yeah, she wants, she wants a child. some alimony. She wants some child. She wants a human baby. And so, but apparently, there was some type of like 
post-coital conversation, some intergalactic pillow talk afterwards because he said that he he remembered like talking to her, like asking her questions yeah, about was, where they're like, from and what they're doing here. Dude, Do you have any a, type of intergalactic STDs that I need to be aware of? What? No, <laughs> no protection. Are you on the pill? No <laughs> protection and no, no coitus interruptus. Like it was like just... Go, he, go, go. He's a daddy. That's it. Space daddy. It's horrifying. Uh, so I see he says that he kind of got the impression that you know, from what he remembers about her, her kind of talking to him. And I, I'm not sure that he's, he's sure that he is actually that she was, I don't think she was actually vocally like audibly talking. Like he's, he kind of seems to telepathy uh, in his recollections to be like, she was communicating telepathically with him. Which I assume is what they're doing because the two the two males. I mean, he said they talked in a language that he didn't understand. So, oh my god, were they in the uh, were they room? watching? Yeah, were they the uh, I know. I think the they, I think they left it? the room. I think they actually. Left. I think he remembers. Uh, you know, there was a little fucking peephole of glass that they're all staring sure. through. Yeah, in there. it's definitely some. Oh, there's always that one weirdo in the there. corner stroking one of mirrors. Space cocks. This is what it sounds like. I'm just calling it as it is here. They they bring him in. Oh my god! Table. This is all this is all fucking alien fetish pino. They oh, come to Earth just to fuck a human. Dude. Alien freaks. Are like, oh, oh man. man, they're like we're into some interspecies stuff. <laughs> oh dude, it's like the oh, fuck man. their version of Pornhub. It's one of the little sections. It's a category. Yeah, <laughs> way down, way, way down at the bottom yeah. of the list. Yeah. So Hosolino said that he got the impression, like from communicating with the the female entity, that they. Um, they would like to cultivate some type of friendship with us, but they are they are the, the, this species. These entities are judging us. <laughs> no, what she said is she goes, similar. "Hey, uh, you know, I'm sure we can be friends." Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not really interested in anything much. Yeah, we can nothing be friends, serious. That's it. But yeah, uh, yeah. But after that, they pretty much like he remembers just them getting him off the craft and then returning him to the ground via some type of floating mechanism. Uh, and his brother was still out there. Like his brother was still incapacitated down at the bottom. So his brother is the 13 year old. And yeah. he is the 21 yeah. year old that got yes. abducted by the aliens. Oh, that's yes. way better. So, and then that was, and then that's where he woke up. That's where he remembers working, waking up initially uh, uh, when they woke up at the bottom of the tree, like that—that's from there is where he took. Wakes off up feeling it, like for some reason just a lot less hostile, a little lighter, like oh, a little low I don't know what's yeah, happening. Like, you know what? I need a good. snack. I need a yeah. snack and a Gatorade. So I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm you know, yeah. sleepy. It's feeling good. I need a nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So why? So yeah. So- <laughs> he really walks. So, so oh. Tired. Well, I'm now we know he can't it. walk. That fucking wedge. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a fucking yeah. wedge. He was on top for too long, man. His legs were numb. Pins and needles. <sighs> yeah, I mean, maybe this maybe this is only one of the memories that happened to him on the ship. Maybe it was like a gauntlet and he had to run. There's Maybe oh, it's God, more than that one. Man. That's why he's so tired. He's exhausted. He gets home and he collapses like he's completely zapped of energy. One session well, shouldn't well, do that to you. Not only that. Yeah, he was just getting fucking... cramps. He wasn't getting electrocuted. He was just cramps from dehydration. <laughs> well, who knows what they took, man? Like, remember, they took samples. How much blood did they take, right? Who, who knows what else they took? They already took a sperm. So, guy's out of fluids, right? He's completely he's, drained. He's, he's hypervolemic. Hypervolemic, that's he the term. Some, hypo, he needs a, hypo. He needs some cookie and juice. Yeah, yeah orange juice and some cookies. <laughs> 20 minute rest. <laughs> Oh man, I fucking 
I, when I gave blood one time, I was trying to cut, trying to get some abs, trying to look good. And I went and gave blood because I wanted to know my blood type. And I refused the cookies and the juice after. Woke up fucking two hours later on a little bed. Oh, you passed out right there? Oh, yeah. I fainted right after. These old ladies are pushing fucking arrowroot crackers and shit on me. I'm like, no, man, it's not. Just for my macros. (laughs) Fucking passed out like 10 minutes later. That was great. Okay, so hypothetical. Say, like, why? Why would this happen to a human being abducted by aliens? They obviously, they want his sperm. They want his DNA. As Andrew said, you can get the DNA different ways, but they obviously, they want the sperm. The the thing that I kind of like noticed about this one and that I kind of wanted to get into is that this has a shocking amount of similarities between other case files or in other abduction cases. Um, one that came to my mind when we were, when I was, I was trying to think in my head today of like other cases where we've, we've seen them take samples and if you remember, like, even Betty and Barney Hill, like, uh, Betty, they said they put the needle in her lower in her abdomen, stomach. right? In, in the stomach. And, like, they they took some samples, right? And some people maybe speculated that they were taking eggs from her or something. And and then Barney had, you know, was uh, samples taken from her. There was also uh, a, a Kim, Kim Carlsberg in, in 1988. She was a photographer. And she says... <laughs> I watched this too. Did you watch that? Yeah. She said... She's like, she's like, they would implant, uh, she would be abducted and they'd take eggs from her, but they'd not only take eggs, they would mix these eggs on their ship and implant them in her and then come back and visit her and take the fetus early in the early stages oh, and fuck. throw it on their ships. Like that's what she would claim. Right. And there, there's, there's tons of these uh, experience, experiencers and abductees who kind of are saying these things that they're taking. Um, samples of our genetic makeup and stuff and making alien-human hybrids. What if, right. like, so obviously, I guess, essentially, if, let's say, we go, we attach ourselves to the Michael Masters theory that it is us traveling back from, you know, from the future. Um, I guess you would be an alien, technically, if you're living in space for that long. You would, you would evolve into an alien eventually, right? You would no longer be human. But it makes me wonder, like, would you not, like, let's say they've been trying to continue the race and they're certain, you know, they do artificial insemination and stuff like that. But you would think maybe a few of them would want to experiment with procreation, like, you know, the natural way. If, yeah, if they're still like, like an, related to us genetically, they're still human. They're just been like, you know, their bodies, they got the big head, the tiny skinny body. They've lost muscle mass and stuff, but they still maybe do have even if the re- reproductive organs don't really work, like they can't like produce, uh, like it, they have to do like in a tube or whatever. Why not just get a little action? Try it out. Well, just see, even just for like, let's say nobody's had sex and I don't know how many generations there. And they're like, we want to know what it's about. We want to know how they used to do it. Like that's, that's part of like, that's research. Maybe that, that's like the way they were banging. That whole fucking interaction was super clinical. Right, it was very cold and scientific. I don't like that because is that some shit from the future where there's some like, some like, you know, some aliens that can't do it? You were, you were probably, you were that guy was probably having sex with the civilization that's just plugged into this like robotic AI <laughs> woman, right? To just feel the sensations. Uh, but one of the things that I was just thinking that you kind of brought up in my head is that um, 
Like what's a what's a what makes a donkey? Is it a it's a, it's a horse and a mule and a horse? I'm talking about a mule. Mule, mule, mule is a donkey and a horse that makes mm, a mule, right. right? So maybe this is one of those things where these, like you said, Zell, where you know they've lost muscle mass and stuff. You know, uh, bigger brains, bigger eyes because they live a more docile life. Like this kind of seems kind of the route we're going. Uh, birth is really hard on our body, so it seems like if we could take that out, it would be something that would be done in the future. But maybe this is one of those things where they're like, hey, you know, like we need to do a couple of these other things and it would be nice to have a couple brutes hanging around and our genetic makeup still matches with our predecessors. Create a slave race? Well, not even, but if you're just like, hey, if we can mix, you know, some of, you know, our mental genes into this, we can make test tube jack babies (laughs) that can do some of the physical stuff. Big dumb jack babies that can do all the hard work. Yeah, big, big, yeah, big dumb mice Tysons yeah. <laughs> uh, to fight their wars or, what, or whatever. But do their, do, yeah, I don't know what. But like, if you think about us now compared to like the descriptions of a gray alien, we seem like toe to toe. We're superheroes. I, I feel like I could dust it. Like no technology involved. I feel like I could dust a gray alien. Hypothetically. Like, that makes it, sense because like Neanderthal could fucking whoop our asses. Yeah, right? So Hypothetical, it, how many gray aliens could you take on? Take no, t- all of them. No technology. No tech. All just you versus gray aliens. How how tall are they? They're three and a half. They're three and a half feet. They're like seventy pounds. Dude, those heads are huge targets, dude. Huge <laughs> yeah, targets. I don't. I don't know. You're like five. Like, you're like honestly, fighting an eight year old. I think what would happen is eventually there'd just be too many around me to move. My, but I'd be like, I'd be like Lord Sauron, just <laughs> just cleaving <laughs> this. Yeah. Oh man. And just I'd just be pulling their arms off, just like, like oh, yeah, no arms, no arms, no arms. Fucking, uh, beating the other ones with their arms. Bing like, rings and Mars attacks, like, fucking cracking skulls. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing is we're a scary race. So if there if there's if we still share if we still share like genetic makeup where they're like, hey, like, you know, we can still use them and their genetic makeup in this in this time Not to kind of like it is finger aims. Is it? In Mars Attacks. Yeah. Are you sure? Who's punch he's right the now. boxer. Are you thinking Michael Austin up, Green? Punching the Mars I'm not I'm I, I, it is Ving Is it Ving Rames? Okay. It is Ving Rames. second guess But I I I think that's a, a good uh, I, I think that's a, a sound theory. Now, the other theory is that people think um, that, you know, no, it's there's Jim Brown. potentially like some sort of... Is it Jim Brown? It's Jim Brown. Is it Jim Brown? Uh, NFL star really? Jim Brown. That's right, yeah. Is, awesome. is Ving Rhames in it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Is Ving Rhames in it? It's Jim Brown. Damn, we're racist. <laughs> Why are we racist? Well, Jim Brown and Ving Rhames are very, <laughs> like, they play very similar characters. Yeah. They, do they? They're both I, great. Because in my head, <laughs> like, yeah, in my I, head I, I instantly just swapped them. Um, but the other thing people think is that maybe there's some sort of alien hybridization program right, think. going on with the, the with the governments of the world because you know a lot of uh, some of the videos that I watch you know they were talking about like government you know gov- various government officials being in the know and you know being rumors like uh, um, J Edgar Hoover and with the FBI and you know some other uh, Teddy. Uh, is it was it Roosevelt? Who is the other president that had the memos? Oh, we did that case file way who back. Supposedly had the um, who had the, who had the meeting with aliens. Oh, is oh, that the Linda Moulton Howe? Eisenhower. 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 Yeah, Eisenhower. But like they're they're saying that like perhaps these there's facilities in the continental U.S. and and stuff where these you know 
<laughs> these hybridization programs are taking place. To what end? We're not sure. That's what I think, though. Okay, this is my theory. I think the hybrid the hybrid program is more. I think that's more realistic than like us from the future. And the reason I say that is, so there is say there is this ET race from a different solar system, many stars over, like whenever thousand, ten thousand light years. They get here. They're looking for a world similar to theirs. They can't actually, they're not the same species, so they can't actually breed. So in, or, in order to extract, like extract sperm, this, in this case, the Brazilian six out of 10, you would do it, I guess, girl, <laughs> that this, this, this dude's describing may not even be like real. It might be like a, like a, a fembot. Like a fembot. Yeah, it's a fembot. And collects the sperm, they take the sperm, and they they like blend their DNA, like, you know, some like super advanced like CRISPR technology that they have to create, mm. to implement their species into ours slowly, like one hybrid at a time, one hybrid at a time. And after generations and generations, they just slowly overtake humanity from the inside. Well, it's just one of those things, like they now have... Um, um, is it the dominant genes, right? So like the human, like our human, like human gene or whatever is now the recessive gene moving forward in this hybrid. So even just a couple over the span of like the next hundred years, their dominant genes would take over. Is that kind of like- Yeah, they, yeah, they just like kind a of, slow takeover. They have, so say these these creatures from a different solar system, different, different galaxy, they, they are bipedal. They don't look human. So they make these like bionic creatures to like collect sperm or whatever, however they get it. And then they just hybridize how we look Cause you know you, you you ever like in public and you look at a guy and you're like, could be an alien. I used, I worked with this one dude and I always was like, man, he just like what just seemed a little weird. He looked a little weird. I was like he could definitely, you know what? If there was hybrids, that could be right there, right right in humanity. You wouldn't even know. So I'm saying like if they did come and they're trying, maybe their planet got destroyed by some, you know, high velocity impact or like super volcano. They left. Or whatever the reason is, they're looking for a new planet. They found Earth, and they're slowly well, it, hybridizing. Well, it makes me that like brings you back to like the story of the Nephilim with like the Watchers coming down to Earth and breeding with humans and creating like Nephilim, right? Right. Like so, maybe that's how it happened. Maybe that's where we came from. Maybe we are already hybrids. Well, I mean, that's because there is that there's that seven percent of DNA that somehow that like in the, in 3000 BC, I'm butchering this, but I remember reading it somewhere that we got that all of a sudden we just gained that 7% of DNA that we have no idea where it came from. Well, that's the theory. Like we talked about a long time ago, like yeah, the Anunnaki and they came here for whatever reason. I mean, the theories are like, Oh, they were collecting gold to save their atmosphere. But like whatever the story is, they came here and they either bred or hybridized with humans. And then they just like instilled humanity pretty much. So. Okay, I I like that. I like that a lot. Now, the other thing that kind of popped into my head as we were talking about this is that perhaps, you know, we talked about the Fermi paradox last case file, is that perhaps, Andrew, like you said, if they're uh, a race where, say, they're like, you know, whatever, they've they've traveled off uh, on a, a basically a one-way trip. Like, they're not going to go backwards. They can't, whether a planet destroyed or just it's not feasible, by the time they go back, anything could happen. So they, when they find life like ours, they just do that. It, rather than take over a planet, 
they just integrate their DNA to basically, you know, kind of like Zell said, is then you slowly have a planet takeover because your DNA is the dominant DNA and species. So you you will just eventually kind of evolve to the this next point where it's then it's like, you know, maybe it's just one of those things where it's just like, rather than taking over, it's just you kind of just blend in because having life is important. So it's, you just kind of go and in, um, what's the word I'm saying? Kind of, you don't want to destroy it or take it over. You just want to merge with it, kind of well, blend. Yeah, maybe this is a way of preserving their fucking species, their, their, you know, their race. Who knows what's happening on their planet? Maybe they spread out through all these other planets and just try to see what sticks and like try to, you know, preserve their cultures and their fucking, their people basically. <laughs> It's like the it's like the uh, what are they called the the blue aliens from from Mass Effect I can't remember what they call but they all reproduce it all the all of the all of the offspring are female but they can fuck anything that you can have sex with anything (laughs) and they can produce progeny but they're always that same species and they're always female huh and that's how they reproduce is they just go out there and they they pretty much bang everybody yeah get it Shepard. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that could that could that could be it. Whatever this species is, yeah, they can they can take any DNA, and it like auto it like will auto compile. Just pop up and so if you if you're this race, you go Citadel. Here I come. <laughs> you go to Earth. You bang some humans. Your offspring. They kind of they're they're humanish. You know, they're close enough. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. You go to a different planet. You bang an insectoid. You got insectoid hybrids. It doesn't really matter. Ooh. Oh, that's like uh, like uh, Invincible. Invincible. You guys read that? No. Did you read that, Andrew? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and they Fantastic. go either they yeah they go around and bang everybody, and they all have like super babies. Like <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter where they are. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was I thought you meant the Bruce Willis movie. No, no, no. That's and I was like I was like oh Unbreakable. That's Unbreakable. Right. I, was like, I was like I was very confused. I was like I don't remember any of that. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's interesting to think of. If they're, you know, because a lot of people say that a lot of theories go if you're looking online and stuff will say that there's underground bases. And a lot of these underground bases, they're doing they're just, just fuck uh, sheds. They're <laughs> just fuck sheds. They're just fuck sheds, man. Hey, you know what? It brought it up. Me and Andrew kind of talked about it earlier. It's, it's, you know, glory holes across, <laughs> across, the, across, the, across the world, right? Across yeah. the world. Who, who's cutting holes, Right. Well, it's, all you do, those phone numbers just fuck, all it does is beam an alien down to the fucking stall. <laughs> you get a yeah. tap on your shoe for a good time. So you think you're having a good time. Next thing you know, you're fucking creating alien hybrids. Yeah. They're out here getting samples and we're just falling for it. Yeah. One glory hole at a time. That's what I mean. Like, that's what, that's why I find it's fun. Like, they got to fuck us. No, they don't. There's so many easier ways to get samples. Go fucking explore any fourteen-year-old's bedroom. You could be scraping that shit off of bed sheets and socks, pal. Free. Uh, th- yeah, yeah, but that's how long does sperm last? I uh, fucking. I just get one of those cool lights. <laughs> go to a hotel room right after CSI. Right after. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you get it, get it right away. It it does. It is interesting because I'm like the one on the one hand. A lot of these cases involve pe- them taking samples uh, from people very clinically. You need those in the abdomen and stuff like that. Um, but then the ones it's like very silly. Why don't they just like rob a sperm bank or something? Absolutely, it's not as yeah. fun. Like, there's so much it's easier ways fun. to do. Unless they're studying sex itself, we don't know. Maybe they're studying the function, right? Because I'm like the actual function there. of them having sex. I'm like, okay, hey, well, what is the point of that? Other than there's either two reasons for me, and it's pleasure, or they're studying it exactly like you said. 
Right. I don't know. It's a it's an interesting like theory, like the hybrid program. With yeah, we talk like is the are the governments in on it? I would like I almost I don't think the government would be able to keep a secret like that. I just really don't. I I don't think so either. Now, like maybe high level military, you could get into some like top secret bases that are maybe experimenting with it. But like some of the videos and stuff I watched on hybridization, like made it think that it was like wherever there's a cave, <laughs> there's there's a hybridization program. There's <laughs> going on in there. Sucking and fucking going on yeah, in there. Like either way. I guess, but like logistically, that would be too difficult because you'd like, I mean, you need you need the just like the infrastructure, like to put together like the amount of personnel and material to kind of run one of those facilities would be kind of astronomical. Like you have to raise, like, I don't know, you'd have to like raise these kids or like put them somewhere. Like what? somebody hey. has to be there. There has to be some sort of staff that's like that understands like how the process works and how these kids are produced or whatever. Like I don't Well and then you'd have you'd have to have people brought in to have you know unless you're just taking samples. Like maybe when you donate to the sperm bank and stuff like you know the government's like we're taking a couple of these vials. Right. And they go in there you know, making these things. It would make more sense that they're doing these in test tubes and and growing these babies. It's where all our that all guys like our samples go like, oh, short, bald, and yeah, they give those to the fucking <laughs> trash. Nobody wants these yeah. fucking yeah. DNA. These can fuck off. Good enough. Yeah. They're already three foot tall, taller than them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. No one know the difference. I don't, I, yeah, I don't think that like even top end military. I mean, it's one thing to keep a secret of like, you know, new government weapon or planes or like military technology. And that's another thing to keep a secret. Like, hey, there is aliens on earth and we have them in this base. That's like, you know what I mean? All right. But what if, what if it's one of these things where they're, they're starting to uh, prepare us, you know, like you said, it's like slowly, maybe it's over the course of the next hundred years, 200 years, however long it takes, but to make subtle changes to our DNA uh, to make it so that we can either live on other planets or other uh, other you know areas where these other creatures live are more ha- like we can more survive habitable. better in those conditions more habitable for us right so they're like they're making it you know they're just doing small tweaks now on on earth with us like kind of baby step in it right and then like these next babies are going to be like a little step further and a step further and a step further until we have, you know, humans that have these traits to be able to survive in in space or on another planet where these things are from. Yeah, that's a good point. So we can go build pyramids for them. <laughs> Lifting 100 ton stones over our head like John Carter's from Mars, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool thought at the very mm-hmm. least. Earth, intergalactic fuck shit. Fuck shit. I mean, <laughs> fuck yeah, boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's just like giant, there's like giant neon signs like outside our solar system. Like it's, Voyagers, yeah, Voyagers gonna sail it, past out there. The and there's just gonna be these big like like just naked lady neon signs. Like eh, eh, eh. it's gonna you be like soy, soy cowboy. Sun. Like yeah. that means fun. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Earth's the intergalactic truck stop bathroom, man. For a good time, uh, it, it makes sense, right? And it's 
Does it? Does it? <laughs> it does today. To brain, Let us know does. your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts and theories in the, you know, we got social posts that we want to know. You got an interesting kind of thought on the hybridization. Why? Uh, we didn't touch on or you, you, this sparked an idea and you, we want to hear it. Uh, shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you DM if you us. Got, if you got alien uh, abduction slash fake, you want to send to Braden. If you are in fact an alien hybrid and you want to be the one to break the case to the world, make sure you contact us first. <laughs> Said really personal alien sexual fantasy fiction. Whatever you got, Fanfics. let us know. We we're down. We're down for it. reads it all. <laughs> awesome, fun, fun, fun topic on a Valentine's Day. A kinky, a little kinky. Not enough to give a disclaimer though. Nah. You got offended by alien. Sex party in the ship. Sorry. <laughs> Live a little, bud. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't got a little freaky on an alien spacecraft? Oh, okay. I'm we've all thought it. We've all thought about it. Have you ever watched the fifth element? Yeah. And yeah. You're thought about it? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Mm. Come on. Yeah. Oh, there's something uh something happening here. Who's foul, baby? Oh, it's gonna be a little rusty on this one. It's been a while. Been a while. All right. So, obviously, at the beginning of these ones, we know. But this didn't happen to me. It happened to a friend of a of friend course. of a friend of mine. But it's just easier to say it in the first person. Makes for more, you know, drama. Of course, a little bit more climactic. You know, exciting. So this particular situation takes place in you know like small interior city. You know, maybe let's say in the winter. You know, near nearing spring, kind of ish. On the verge. You know? On the verge. You know, things are still kind of shitty, but not as shitty as it is in winter, you know? And like a lot of these stories to, you know, start with, this one starts with a similar theme. It dropped 911 call. Oh. Okay. Not a lot of detail comes in. All we know is someone called 911. There was no contact. There was no, you know, no one communicated with dispatch. There was a hangout. So, precautionary. You know, we send a unit just to make sure. So the unit responds uh, routinely to this situation, uh, to a small little, you know, house in a, you know, in a little suburb outside the city. It's probably about, you know, quarter, quarter to 10. So not too, too late, you know, early evening. Knock on the door, no answer. Okay, interesting. You know, look at my partner, like, hey, should, you know, do you see any way to get in? Like the door is locked. You know, we'll go around, check the back door. Back door is locked. Okay. You know, should we call the fire department for, you know, entry? No, I'm Spider-Man. I'll find my way in. End up finding window, pop up the screen, climb in, going around. Unlock the door. Partner comes in. Kind of start yelling. Hey, hello. So anyways, start, you know, announcing that uh, help is here and we're here to help. Um, nobody responds. Lights are off. You know, it is, it's 10 o'clock, so people are sleeping. Not overly alarming. Now, 
very cautiously walking through this house. There's been a few situations where a friend of a friend has been in situations like this where there have been dropped 911 calls or they have been, you know, a friend worried about a friend that they haven't talked to and nobody answers the door and you, you know, you break in and you're rummaging around this house and next thing you know, you have a fucking person with a baseball bat or a gun ready to murder you because you broke into their house and you're wearing a fucking mask and look terrifying. So, you know, walking very gingerly, making sure that we're well known, no answer. You know, search the house, end up getting to the bedroom. Door is cracked, open the door, there's somebody in the bed. Hello, hello, can you hear us? No answering. Flip on the light. Light turns on. And I don't know, have you guys seen Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, yeah. Remember fucking Johnny Depp's death scene? There's literally someone lying in bed. And 90% of this at least queen-size bed is covered in blood, including the person. So instantly rush over to the patient, hand on the carotid. We have a fucking very thready, weak carotid. Okay, great. Where the fuck is this bleed coming from? Get on the radio. We need another unit here. Code three right away. Send the fire department as well. Like anticipating cardiac arrest. This person looks like they're about to exsanguinate. You know, at the very least, they're they're in hypovolemic shock. So start start a set of vitals, pressures in the tank, get nothing, right? I start a large bore IV, partner starts cutting off clothes, looking for a bleed, searching, can't find anything, head to toe, not a single fucking wound, okay? Like this looks like a murder victim and we're talking blood from head to fucking toe. So we're like, okay, you know, cut off the clothes. We don't know what to do. We're going to initiate transport. And we're kind of, at this point, we're going, what the fuck is going on? So as we're assessing this patient, okay, we got fluid in, open it up, anticipating hypovolemic shock here. They're going to go into arrest. Like it's, it's inevitable. You know, as we start prepping for transport, there goes the carotid. This person now officially in arrest. So we go to move them to the bed. And this person, like this, this is fresh. This is fresh blood. It's not congealed really yet. This is all fresh bleeding. And you're going and you're grabbing this person and trying to pull them off the bed and you're sliding off. We're literally like fucking Kevin trying to scoop chili back in the fucking pot, trying to get this guy off the bed. And we finally do. We start working them, start working. Unfortunately, right, you're not moving any fluid around. There's no blood to move around at this point. We're moving around the saline that we're putting in and like the, the little that's left. Okay. Put on the monitor, getting a little pulseless electrical activity, right? Get some PEA, all right? We're not really making any headway, push epi, do all our normal things. Nothing. So while we're working this person, the other crew shows up and we get a pop, uh, we get another unit respond in, which usually they, 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 they're the specialists, let's say, right? So mm-hmm. they carry a really high le- license level. And they're, you know, who comes in these kind of crazy situations. And as we're working this person, you know, he's kind of going around. We haven't got our discontinuation orders yet. All right. But we're all kind of, we're all sensing the same thing. Like this is a lost cause, right? This is horrible. But he walks in and he's got a piece of paper and he's like, this person just went in for PCI. And we're like, you know, like percutaneous coronary intervention, which means this person just went in for stint. 
Okay, so I don't know if you guys know if they go how they go in for stents, but they go in two ways. They go in through your femoral artery in your leg, in your groin, or they go in through your wrist, your radial. And what they do is they put in a stent through your heart to open up a clogged artery. Right. So as soon as he said that, immediately jump down, go look at his wrist, nothing. Go down his femoral artery, and there it is, right there. There's a small hole in his femoral artery from where he went in, got a stent put in. So apparently he left the hospital early against medical advice. Went to bed, popped his clot, oh, and just fucking bled out. Cool. In the middle of the night, had no idea. Obviously woke up to the point where it was fucked way too late. And that was it. So he would have called then? He was the drop call? He was the one that called. But he obviously woke up being like, holy fuck, what the hell's happening? Called. And I mean, I'm assuming it was a little bit too late. Because I couldn't communicate what was going on. Because with like with no resistance, like you bleed out real quick, right? Oh yeah. Well, it's a your femoral artery is big. It's like fucking opening up a garden hose. Damn. Amen. Like it, and it, it just walking in there and seeing it, like you literally thought this person got like just ripped to pieces with the amount of blood they were seeing. Like you're, you're thinking, like this guy was murdered. Jason came in here and had him to pieces. Yeah, that's that's an '80s horror movie right there. Oh, and then just to be searching and searching and searching and you could not find like nowhere where this blood was coming from. It's like, did somebody come in here and dump a bucket of fucking pig's blood on him? Like, this doesn't make sense. Wild. Yeah, it was bizarre. It's an interesting one. <sighs> Another interesting tale from the friend of a friend. Yeah. All right, who do we got for Theorite of the Week? There's a... Okay, we got... We got, uh, so we're going to start with a runner-up for Theorite of the Week. All right. This week's runner-up is Gilmero Anark Rojas. Probably butchers the I name. I recognize so the name. <laughs> yeah, I think he's won it a few is times. Is it Gilmero or Guillermo? Guillermo. I'm pretty sure I called him Gu- Gilmero last time too. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> hey, man. Keep it. Just as long as you're consistent. I mean, that's okay. Hey, hey, listen. That's the Canadian sometimes accent. Names are hard know? to say. Canadian accent. Sometimes names are hard to say, man. Um, so he made an awesome post on our socials. It was just curious what the boys do for a living. We know what the mongoose does and now what Braden does as well. But what do the other two do? Also, what about you guys? How do you guys support your ATT addictions? Me, I'm an EMS dispatcher call taker. Before that, I was an HVAC installer technician. And before that, I sit tiles for a living. Oh, well-traveled. Isn't it? You know, a well-traveled guy, interesting post, ended up getting close to 100 comments on but one of these comments kind of stood out. Okay. As opposed to the other ones. And it was from uh, Joseph Ashley. And here's his post. This is his reply. This is all from early listening memories and all of it could be wrong. Zell was a carpenter like his father before him until he became a vampire and had to hang up his bags. He now runs a production company called Meteor Studios because he can keep it nice and dark in there. I believe he also has an all-night vehicle testing center called Nocturnal Emissions. <laughs> That's great. Um, Andrew chases ambulances around in search of good stories as he someday hopes to be a journalist like his hero, Braden Peter Parker. He is also hoping to someday be turned into a real boy like his brother Pinocchio. (laughs) Hysterically, Braden used to be an English teacher in Thailand where he met Dan. The others grew up together. Braden and Dan almost died floating down a river after drinking too many mushroom smoothies. They were eventually led to safety through the woods by a small girl. That girl turned out to be a Wendigo and demanded 
the Broca's area of Braden's frontal lobe as payment. <laughs> Thus explaining his current struggles with the language he used to teach. <laughs> Braden was removed from the country after a terrorist incident in the classroom involving an exploding, exploding bottle of piss. <laughs> Biohazard. Dan is a perpetual student who is about to return to Thailand to continue teaching English. He also visits the ladyboy bars because as he puts it, they have the cheapest drinks. They do. What can I say? If you know, you know. No, it was that weird bar over there. What was it? The kid was it King something? They had like their own beer that they brewed on the premise. I'm sure it was just like Dude, I, I think by brewed, it's like, like the skunky beer that they had the night before it just like yeah. spilled over and All like the they bar kept mat. it in. Yeah. Put it in. Yeah. Like special. yeah, they just ringed out like the towels. It was bad. <laughs> oh man, it was a good post. Was I just wanted to add that nice try trying to say you know what I do. No one knows what I do because, like I said in the post, I'm a hard man to employ. <laughs> Braden actually has never it's worked true. ever. He can't. <laughs> he can't keep it. Jack of all trades. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That if. That was a, you had to listen to a lot of the backstories of the pod to know some of those. Yeah, you got kind of, some of them kind of right. Yeah, the, it, the uh, Braden and Dan down the river in Thailand was. That was actually me and Sal. Yeah, yeah. Braden, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he's piecing shit together. Yeah, it's good. It's not bad. I enjoyed it. It's, it's pretty good. Applaud. It's pretty funny. I had a good laugh. So Joseph Rick Ashley won it. Good for him. Joseph Rick Ashley. Joseph Rick Ashley. <laughs> I'm going to give you a. All right. And if you're not supporting the show, you want to support your boys, your favorite podcast. Grow up and fucking do, do it. it. Alien Theor- do it. Go to alientheorist.com. You can find the links there. Supercast and Patreon. They do the same thing. Supercast does allow, allow you to put the feed, uh, private feed into Spotify, the only one. So if that's your jam, that's for you. This week's newest supporters, we got Nick Perkins. Cool mofo. Andre Lacoste or Lacosta. A full year pledge by Jordan Healy. Leah Davis. Oh, this guy's an absolute legend. A full year pledge at the top tier by Scott. Oh, shit. Woo! Kadu? Kadiao? Kadu. Either champion. one. Champion. Legend. Scott Champion. Every. The average Benz. And last but not least, we got Rizmuth. Thank you very much. Rizmuth. Oh, wait, I forgot the one from paper, from Supercast. Luis Castro. Thank you very much. Right. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you in the after hours. <laughs> <laughs>